Welcome back to the Science of the Southland podcast presented by From the Rumble Seat. I am your host, Akshay Shwaran, and joining me today, live from the basement of the Savant Building on campus, is Jake Grant and Ethan Kreger, and somewhere else in the room, Cade Lawson. How are y'all doing tonight? Well, Chicago Fire scored two goals today, but one was in our own net, so uh, doing great. It's been a great day here on the flats. Has it? I don't think you sound super enthusiastic. A fabulous day here on the flats. But hey, the Panthers won, so it actually wasn't good. Come on, just cut some slack. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So, it's the football bye week, or really the end of it, and uh, we've spent a lot of days here from the rumble seat power ranking the most random of things. So, uh, let's uh, let's get back to the basics. Jake, what is up in the land of Donrev Sports? Well, uh, if you don't follow from the rumble seat on Twitter... Uh, then you didn't get like a bajillion tweets from me this weekend because uh, I was all over the place. I don't um, trust him with a Twitter account, by the way. Well, that's yeah, probably... We need to reconsider some things at our administration here. Yeah, Cade nodded his head uh, for those of you who can't see what's going on right now. It's totally not the... like this is an audio-only format, and Mr. Grant. And it's definitely Grant. not live either, um, so they can see through space and time. But... Uh, in non-rev, I tried to make it out to Alpharetta, but I was unable to. The Jackets led by six after day one, I believe. Slipped to fourth after day two. Uh, bounced back to third. So it is always good to uh, catch up a little bit. But we did host our own tournament in our own town, so it would have been nice to win. This is the toughest field the Jackets will play all, uh, all semester. So um, I guess they got some good looks in. Uh, it's better than finishing in sixth and not making it to the big dance uh, like we did in the spring. Can we can we so, can we not talk about that? I'm uh, not going to be just... too sad about third because I've learned to take things in stride. Um, Mr. Go positive jackets. over here, Mr. Positive. Ooh, go jackets! But in in sporting events, we did see um, all of us actually were at uh, women's tennis on Friday as they hosted the ITA Southeast Regionals. Um, so uh, we got there. Around one, I believe, is when I got there, and I was the first one there. Uh, we watched uh, Kenya and Nadia wrap up their uh, first matches, right? Yeah, their first round matches. Yeah, that's their first round matches. Uh, Kenya won in two sets uh, pretty convincingly. She's looking good. Um, really strong, uh, both sides of the for, uh, mm -hmm. forehand and backhand. Um, yeah, strong. And then Nadia pulled out a win in three sets against a girl from Mercer. Um, not the toughest competition in the world, but it's good to see your uh, six or seven player uh, get a nice W in the fall in a bigger tournament. Um, I didn't stay after that because I went to swimming, but Ethan, Akshay, Cade, any more comments on women's tennis? Yeah, Friday? I stayed a little longer and got to see one of the freshmen, the uh, Valeria Dimonova from Russia. I got to see her play. She lost her match to a girl from UCF. So, uh, straight sets, but 7-6, seven, 7-6, six, seven, six, so very tight, just a few points. The other way, and she wins that in straight sets. There were a couple bad calls in that one, too. Yeah, yeah. It's tough in the fall because they don't share every single court, so it's very easy. It was uh, it was rough. Yeah. It was a rough going in terms of umpiring. Yeah. I like her game, though. I think she'll be a solid addition to the middle of the lineup in the spring. We had some. Co we had a couple of comments on her, uh, I guess, style of return, I think. That yeah, she it was, was a little flat she versus... She's very flat, which will be nice in the spring, especially early in the spring when it's windy, yep. if we have any matches outside. But we can it's have a couple a... outside in the spring. We don't We don't spend the whole spring indoors, so... Is no, that tail end, or...? but if, we, if it gets windy, they'll keep it inside. That's true. Yeah. 
Um, it's but, just that there wasn't that much topspin on all of her on any of her returns, but just fine. But just you fine. need to. She seems a, very technically proficient. Yes, and that's good to see. Because uh, I I caught like her, the first game or two of the first set. Um, I don't know what she wound up doing in either of those games, but I mean, she seemed like she had at least the basics. And I mean, our coaching staff has shown in the past they can build pretty solid players. As you said on Friday, Ethan, a hallmark of last year's team was its depth more than. Uh, I mean. Pages had a great year, and Kenya's going to have another great year this year. But, like, at the end of the day, there was no, like, they, they didn't ride or die on one player, like, uh, men's tennis with Eubanks um, yep. back in uh, the spring of 2017. Um, speaking of men's tennis, um, they won a couple matches on early in the play at uh, their own ITA regionals out in Athens, um, but I don't think any of them made a particularly deep run. I haven't seen any of them play yet because I haven't been on campus in a while. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems to be similar story to last year. Um, you lose Chris Eubanks. That's pretty tough to it's tough, yeah, bounce back dude. from. After, uh, after I was at tennis, after I left y'all, I headed over to swimming and diving. Uh, club swim usually times the meets, so I got up close and personal. Ooh, fancy. Wow. National wow. champions putting in work. Oh, yeah. Relegated national- to... Relegated to timing duty? National Sad. champions Sad. help out the varsity team because what else was there to do on a Friday than see like 70 bajillion non-rev sports? Um, but anyways, swimming and diving. Um, they, I don't think all of them swam on events, uh, but uh, Caillou put in work uh, both days. Um, so he was looking great. Um, they swam against FGCU, SCAD, and Miami for the ladies' side on Friday. Okay. And the men only swam against SCAD because a lot of schools only have women's team. And Miami has diving for both genders and swimming, but no men's swimming. So we were graced with uh, Miami both days. Um, Tech beat FGCU as they should. Uh, they demolished SCAD. I'm pretty sure NAIA SCAD has no business competing against even FGCU. Like uh, hey, Georgia, Georgia Tech Swim Club, Dunk City, could, bro, could win a meet against SCAD. Like, yeah, Dunk City, don't don't sleep on don't sleep on FGCU, no, FGCU and don't sleep on FGCU SCAD. They had have an amazing wins. liberal arts program. Okay? They're like the knockoff Yellow Jackets. Their caps are like the artsy version of Buzz and everything. Um, but uh, yikes, yeah, I know, right? Um, but uh, anyways, uh, yeah, Georgia Tech um, men's swimming took absolutely care of business on Friday. Um, SCAD had one really good uh, talent, but uh, other than that, Tech looked good. Um, the women beat SCAD and FGCU as well. FGCU is Division One, obviously, so they had a couple good Dunk swims City. in there. Dunk City, yeah. indeed. Cheers to them. Uh, it's always nice when we get a couple teams in the mix there. But then on Saturday, we had Notre Dame to complement Day 2 of Miami. Um Shout out to the Miami girl that swam the mile, the thousand, and the five hundred twice in less Whoa. than twenty-four hours. Because that is rough. If you've ever, uh, if you've ever been in the pool, you know that that's my entire body aches just listening to that. Oh yeah, and she was on a couple. Uh, she was on a couple relays too, so uh, she's probably dead. Um, but they're on fall break, so good for them. I have a friend in Miami. Um, wow, you have friends? Yeah, I have. Like five of them, it's amazing. But uh, <laughs> breaking from our usual radio radio voices. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but anyways, um, Jackets uh, wound up beating Miami over the two days, um, which is good for the women. Beating ACC competition is good, even if Tech's a bigger team, so they probably should take the W. 
Um, but Notre Dame did beat Tech twice. The women wasn't particularly close. Um, they had some good races, but Notre Dame is really deep on the women's side. Uh, they get a lot of great recruits out of it. I mean, you know, it's Notre Dame. You can recruit New York. You can re recruit the big cities up and down the seaboard, plus Chicago. You know, there's a couple um, great kids that I swam against that are over there. But um, Tech lost uh, on the men's side as well by two points, 132 to 130. You fix that by stacking a couple relays and uh, swinging – one direction or another, first to second. Like, they swam great. They're, t they're a top 25 team. We're a top 25 team on the men's side. I don't think that'll change. Uh, Georgia Tech men look really good. Um, the new coach seemed really into it on the sidelines. Seemed like a really enthusiastic presence. I really liked that addition. And it was good to see them in person. They'll be back for the Georgia Tech invite on the flats in a couple weeks. There's so many... So many meets and so many competitions labeled the Georgia Tech Invitational or Georgia Tech Invite. It's funny when you yeah. see like the, the track invites in the spring. It's like the Yellow Jacket Invite, the Georgia Tech Invite. Okay, those are two different things. Good to know. But uh, then we had softball. Uh, they played basically a doubleheader, but I think it was just billed as 14 innings uh, on Friday night. I caught the end of the seventh inning. We got one run with bases loaded. Uh, before we uh, lost, because we had an eight spot in the fifth. I didn't see that, but anytime you see an eight spot in anything, is usually not a good story, but I assume Eileen's playing with some lineups. Uh, they didn't post a final on Twitter or online after the second round, but uh, it was pretty full. Uh, the first seven innings, there's at least uh, 150 to 200 people there. Uh, it's cleared out after the seventh because of the concert slash uniform reveal, and I'm sure we'll chat about that a little bit later, but that's a lot of non-rev. Um, maybe we won't talk about uniforms. Akshay looks not excited about that, but I personally want to introduce my favorite meme of the week. Uh, Akshay I for the uniform guy. God damn it. <laughs> Akshay may not know the most about X's and O's, but boy does he know how to critique a uniform, um, especially if it's a U.S. men's national team soccer jersey, but he's learning to critique the old gold and white as well. Um, but yeah, uh, any thoughts before we move on guys? I will have, you know, this is not on our podcast planning document. This is all on him being a guerrilla, guerrilla warrior and hijacking our podcast. Yep. And make I that hate joke for, for the fourth time in like three days. Yep. If there's anyone that knows how to kill a joke, it's Jake. Oh yeah. There. But yeah. Um, there. despite my, despite my, you know, um, physical reaction to that i i did like the did like the new adidas basketball uniforms uh the tldr and i encourage you to read the actual article on from the rumble seat the tldr for me is uh white uniform was awesome gold was slightly less awesome uh, but it was still solid uh, and the navy was good not perfect but good it was a solid it was a solid lineup of three uniforms, and uh, I'm excited to see how they do. Yeah. Is that uh, all for non-riff? Um, if we're going to talk about the threads real quick, I would like to give a huge shout-out to everybody in the Georgia Tech marketing department. I know I'm uh, probably being a dead horse here, but I can say that the reaction to the event that they put on this weekend uh, in the promotional side of things, it was a lot of fun. 
I know that uh, it's something that is going to be good for the school going forward uh, to have that kind of exposure to the student body. Uh, they got a great artist. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of giveaways. I personally like seeing Coach Josh Passner shooting from three-point land. Um, and I also liked how their uh, featured artist asked Georgia Tech students to shout their grade point averages into oh, a microphone. God. Because that was hilarious. Um, but, yeah, no. Uh, flex on them. Uh, no flex zone, actually, is what they made Passner yell. So that was that was fun, too. you gotta relate to the got to relate to the youths. And uh, they did a good job of relating to about 6,000 youths plus some uh, outside Georgia Tech basketball season tickets. So and I think what we're going to see moving forward is really a reconnection of the athletic department to students and to younger alumni like they did with the GT, the, the Adidas reveal event for football and this. And a lot of the other things that they've been doing, they've really made an effort to reach out to current students and alumni than they have in the past. I mean, I, I was here under most of my student years have been under Babinski and that's like we didn't really see anything in the way of like a lot of guerrilla, guerrilla marketing, a lot of heavy duty marketing towards athletics. And now seeing these sort of large scale events going on, it's something really new. It's something really fresh. And it's something that as a student right now and as a future um, new grad, something that I'm that I really appreciate. You look at uh, even a lot of the media they put out now. There's just so much more content. You know, like uh, every week there's the trailer for the games, and those are fun to watch. They're really well put together, well produced. Um, Georgia Tech is trending in a very good direction. From that, they're working with SCPC obviously to put on this event, and you see a lot more of their promotions around campus. Whether it's on Friday and people are chucking stuff from the rack or uh, things like that. So it's good to see. Uh, it's good to see them get involved with the student body in a way that, you know, that hasn't necessarily been a, a commonplace thing on campus. Oh, yeah. Like even even grad students. Like there was a lot of people that I saw at the concert that seemed to be grad student types. I talked to one of them and they were like, yeah, like, I hadn't really been exposed to this. I'm really excited that we saw this concert here and it made me want to go to a basketball game. Like if that's that's basically the goal of what they're going for. And uh, and I think it really speaks to uh, how we've seen Coach Passner in the past really reach out to students and Coach Joseph's uh, very, not a, I don't want to say aggressively because that sounds like scary or whatever, but like Coach Joseph's knows how to try and work to get students engaged and it's good to see that uh, they've got a good staff working to help them out and uh, look forward to uh, seeing that grow. Thriller Dome with a full student section, it's a scary place to play. Hey, uh, McCamish seats, what, 8,200? 86, 89, something like something that. Something like that. It's, that. it's uh, somewhere between eight and 9,000. I think it's around more than 9,000. Really? Okay. Really? Interesting. Well, uh, you should be there for every game this season. Go Jackets. Do it. All right. So, back to football. Back to Do we football. have to? Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. So let's uh, let's talk about Duke, uh, even though I don't want to. Um, so homecoming was fun. Homecoming was a lot of fun. You know, all the festivities, seeing all the alumni, um, and really embracing campus traditions uh, for probably the biggest celebration of campus traditions uh, every year. I'll throw a bone at that as the uh, history uh, traditions columnist. I, I thought it went to a T, um, even though no T's were stolen. Rip. Um, Anyways, uh, Mini 5, 
Excellent. Awesome. There was yeah. there was a couple thousand people there. It's really cool yeah, to there see. Were a lot of people there. And it was streamed on Facebook again. It was streamed on Facebook. That is, um, I'll, I'll I'll add this: the fact that they stream it on Facebook and marketing also like sends a guy to sort of commentate over the game like it's a NASCAR race, and also visit yeah. each individual like the individual racers even in the pits. Is that um, super super awesome? Is that TechCom marketing or is that's that... Institute Marketing? Oh, okay. It's the I... same guys from you yeah, from. Uh, the ones that put on the actually it might be institute. I don't think it's athletics marketing. I, I didn't because I didn't see any of the no no it's it's institute marketing. See. It's institute comms. Okay, because they had the the, the tech institute. Yeah, I I had, I had talked to them earlier yeah. uh, earlier. It in the was week. it was the institute logo, you know, with the Camp Neil top and yeah. not the. Uh, but either way, you know, the, again, it's like it's it's the marketing department engaging the student the student body, regardless of whether it's athletics marketing or institute marketing or. Biggest either freshman way. cake race either uh, ever too, right? I believe. I think so. We had eleven hundred run it. It was over a thousand. Yeah. Over a thousand. Over a thousand runners, mm -hmm. and that doesn't count more signups. That doesn't. So. Yeah. Right. That's so uh, yeah, there's that. And then rec the rec parade. parade. Good turnout for eight a.m. Awesome turnout, even despite the shortened parade because of the kickoff time. Also, yeah. the ACC, if you're listening. I have very strong opinions about your kickoff time selection, and I don't think I can say them in public. ACC, Georgia Tech traditions are important. Please respect them. There you go. Although I do hear that we asked for a later kickoff time, and it's up to the ACC to give us that. So that's fair. That's not on tech. Is the ACC structure of its TV deal, which I find to be not make very much sense but that's a topic. but you know that's a that's a rant for another See, couple yeah days. yeah but like you you look at homecoming at tech versus homecoming at other schools yeah other people have traditions but like like u of i it was raining during their homecoming so they literally were just like all right everything's canceled nobody really cared at georgia tech that would never fly and i think it went to a t all things i mean we were prepared to game, put on a lot so. of those i feel like we were prepared to put on a lot of those events rain or shine we were keeping a track oh. of that forecast oh that's that's not what i meant i meant like other no, places no, no, they'll I, blow yeah. over but georgia tech really values its traditions and yeah. i'm excited that they went well because that means they'll continue well into the future well uh speaking of things that didn't go well the football game did uh did not go so great no no I didn't. so uh duke won by 14 uh, they scored 21 points a matter of five minutes during the second half. It was less than five minutes. Minute 49. Yikes. Uh, yep. Off three fumbles. Well, five real minutes, I guess. Uh, off of three <laughs> fumbles. Yeah. On three consecutive touches. Yep. Uh, the, the bright spot in an otherwise kind of not-so-great game, the defense technically only allowed seven points. The defense was not as good as... Some people red are trying zone. to make it out to be by the fact that of the fumbles because the fact is that even a couple of those fumbles weren't real deep in their own end. And even on the drives where Duke didn't score, they were able to move the ball without a whole lot of resistance from the defensive line. The line hey, can we can can we say like one positive thing? Can I get one positive thing in? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to come Two with Two red positives. zone turnovers. As, you can't as, take that away from I them. I thought the pass <laughs> defense was much, much improved from yeah. where it had been the last couple weeks. But overall, I don't think the defense is... Uh, is clean of blame from that game. They're not clean of blame, but they were better. They've they they've gotten progressively better gotten over the better course of the season. Um, not there. There were a couple of havoc plays. They did really get. I feel like they did disrupt Daniel Jones's rhythm uh, at times, and he was definitely. I think he passed an pie over while we're recording. Anyway, uh, and he definitely sometimes he seemed 
very much so under pressure. But, I mean, this game was a one and lost on the offensive side of the ball. Well and put, considering my mouth was full of pie. Yikes. Special teams was okay. I mean, didn't really do much other than what they were asked to. The only point that I have on here is that Presley Harvin's punts. Uh, kickoff was real bad. Yeah, there's that. That was not fun. Um, but there were a couple suspect kickoff runs where I was on the edge of my. You know, head. I say I try to say like a couple positive things, and you just you're you're all poking holes. Hey, I've only said positive things up to this point. Not true for me, but we'll keep going. Whatever. The only thing that I had, and the only thing I noticed at least was. I know uh, Cade pulled up a stat earlier for us that uh, Presley Harvin's punts were an average of, I want to say, 46.4 yards. That's less um, than that. That, that just seems... That's a lot for that. I don't think it's that bad. That's um, that gross, two yards higher than his season average. Really? Because I thought he was short. Those punts seemed short for him. Technically, okay, it's one yard higher than his season average from this year and two higher than his season average. Interesting. Huh. Which I guess is his first season 46 average. 46 is a really, really good punt for a college player. Interesting. That Rutgers and, guy had 79 yards on uh And on Purdue's, punter, Purdue's punter also went off. He was able to flip the field very effectively versus Ohio State. Boilermaker yep. special, baby. Yeah, but this is a Georgia Tech podcast, so no Ohio State versus Purdue talk. You think I could have been blasé, but I am not a Boilermaker. I'm a Yellow Jacket, baby. Anyway, um, like I said, game one and lost on... <sighs> uh, on the offensive side of the ball. The offense did have a couple of explosive plays here and there, but still you fumble the ball three times on three consecutive offensive touches. And, uh, you're not really gonna, you're going to have a hard time winning a football game. All right. So give me your thoughts on this game in one sentence, Ethan. What? Ah, yes. So Ethan, Okay. Ethan is the having ball, ball security has got to improve. The fumbles were not because of outstanding defensive plays by Duke, but they were because of poor ball security and poor awareness by Yellow Jacket runners. That that, and that comes back run. to coaching. That comes back to coaching. All right, Jake. One sentence. My mouth is full of pie. That's not a good sentence about this game. I don't know. I don't think we should be too down on down on them. Our defense looked way better than it did. Last year against Duke. That's for sure. That is, that's fair. To be fair, uh, according to the TV, I spent most of that game on my phone. But uh, according to real life and the eye test, um, I don't I, know. I'm more, I was surprised that my bigger concern walking out of that game was Georgia Tech's offense considering the previous two weeks. But at the same time, I don't want to say it felt like a moral victory. I thought I was going to be a lot more mad if we lost, but like... Honestly, I was just kind of ready to go to bed, and I was a little bit sad, and that was the end of it. I was kind of mad. I was I was upset about turnovers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the turnovers definitely got me got me very very upset because that, like you said, that's just ball security. Were you mad online or were you mad in person? I was mad in person. Ah. Um, Tech did start staging a comeback drive, and I mean this offense we, just isn't built to. We ate up way too much clock. They were running it at tempo, but that's not particularly a fast tempo. And well, when you run the ball four times and it still takes a minute 30 off the clock, like, that's that's tough. Yeah. It's not going to go well. So, uh, final thoughts on Duke. Um, the pie is gone. All right. So Duke's no- got a good team. I could see them going 7-5 and five at least and making a 
solid bowl game this Whoa, year. I can see them Duke's staying home. Duke's got going a good the... team. Seven and five. What does that say about us? Uh, no five. comment. <laughs> it is important to note that we we did skip a week in our recording this on Sunday, uh, October 21st. So Duke did lose yesterday to Virginia by the same 28-14 score. seems to have a good team. Hey, Virginia can win the Coastal. They score one more points than they have ACC caliber players this week. Come on. Wow. Put some respect on them. Okay, Mr. Michigan. Um, hey, at least I didn't cleat my opponent's uh, logo to shred. Hey, hey, he was – there was a backstory to that. He was uh, instigated. So Michigan State instigated. They did. I mean, shouldn't have been out there. Walk little brother, line, little... But this is not a Big Ten podcast as much as I want it to be. Oh, um, God. Little All right. sister's not without blame. Woof. <laughs> woof, woof, woof. All right. Party. Um, all right. So that kind of transitioned. This is a short podcast today. Um, but that sends us right into Paul's Big Balls Calls of the Week. All right. Ethan, give it give it to me straight. All right. So we're going back into the Sun Belt for the second Sun Belt. Fun week. Belt. Let's go. Fun Belt. This week we got App State and Georgia hey, Southern. Say it with me. Say it with me. Rank. App State, and they are ranked number twenty-five. The AP poll put some respect on their name. As a North Carolina resident, that really hurts me because they are the only ranked team in the state of North Carolina. The only NC State still ranked. Somehow they are one of fake news. Akshay strikes again. (laughs) They are one of two teams in North Carolina that are ranked. That is true. They are the only impressive than your first state. They are the only team in Boone, North Carolina, to be ranked. Yep. And I think people in Boone, North Carolina, care more about football than they do in some of the ACC cities in North Carolina, which is a shame. But anyway, back to this pick. This is the battle of we came up from FCS together. And one of us is good, and one of us is not now. Unfortunately for Georgia Southern, moving up from FCS hasn't worked out nearly as well for them as it has for the Mountaineers up in Boone. And I think they take this one handily and cover eight and a half without any trouble. Solid, solid. Mr. Grant. Hello. Um, hi. This week I'm uh, picking the joke at Doke. He came up with this himself, by the way. I'm really clever. What do you think? Oh, he definitely found this online, but I'm going to give this one to him. All right. Uh, Clemson, number two Clemson at uh, Florida State University, Free Seafood University. Hey, Free Uh, Shoes University. University. Get the Spurrier quote right, you dingus. It's not a Spurrier quote. It's a from the Rumble... From the Rumble Seat commentariat quote. So if you'll put some respect on our commenters, then uh, you'll... uh, Yeah. Okay. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyways, if you're out there, Free Seafood University... I got you, fam. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, Clemson visits the giant brick monstrosity that is known as Dope Campbell Stadium. Uh, it is much harder to get in there on a non-game day than Death Valley. Uh, but I think the Tigers will walk right in and walk right out with a victory. Because um, Florida State is not that good. They beat Wake this weekend, but also Wake, Wake Forest, Forest is not good. Is not that good. Uh, Clemson is pretty darn good. Uh, the spread yeah. is 17, and I am picking Clemson oh. to uh, run right through that. I saw Clemson roll 500 rushing yards on Wake in person, so you don't really count it as well. You had to see Clemson back-to-back weeks? It wasn't back-to-back weeks. There was a week or two in between. It was fall break. I was kind of over that game. But yeah, it was okay. Happy homecoming. Yeah. Happy homecoming indeed. 
All right. All right, Akshay, what you got? All right, number three, Notre Dame versus the U.S. Naval Academy in San Diego. Why this game is in San Diego, That's... other than its, you know, large naval presence, I will uh, never know. I think all, right, ho- all right, hold on. Let's stop that and go, why is this game in San Diego, large naval presence? Huh. What do you know? It's like we got I was our just, answer. It's like I was trying to roll through that and be I think, sassy. I think the real answer here is because... We all know that Notre Dame will play as few away games as they possibly can. I think they're playing two true away games this year. Oh, yeah, year. they're playing Syracuse at Yankee Stadium, right? Yeah, they're playing uh, Wake in Charlotte next year. They're playing Boston College in Fenway Park. They'll they know, but they, here's they the thing. They know to. they can make money off of those games. They yeah, know. it's still shady. The only true road games that they'll ever play are if they play at USC or if they play at Stanford, maybe. And when they play at Michigan. Yep. I mean, I bet when they come back here and play, it probably won't be a road game. No. And what is that, 2020, 2021? I think we're there in 2020. No, I think we played No, we played before. there in 15. Uh, but so that doesn't matter. Literally, the scheduling for the ACC in Notre Dame is the dumbest I've ever seen. Like, you can play, like, Notre Dame on the road back-to-back years and then go four years without playing hey. them and then get them at hey. home and Notre then go, Dame. Like, one year and then play them on the road again. Like, there's no rhyme or reason. They just do it. Hey, Notre Dame, if you're listening, join a conference. Save us all some, you know, frustration. Just join a conference. Hey, Auburn, if you're listening, stop being scared to play us. Come at me, bro. Oh, my. I also heard a rumor we're playing Notre Dame on October 22nd of 2038. (laughs) Oh, boy. I'll mark my schedule right now. You know, like, I feel like the the recruits. I will be 40 years old. The recruits that play in that game. Aren't even born yet. Some of them are not born yet. Most of them yeah, aren't born most yet. Most of them aren't born yet. The freshmen that will play in that but game are not born But we need to schedule games that far. What is we you doing, baby? Anyway, so, Notre Dame, Navy, San Diego. They should definitely play it on an aircraft carrier, but they're not. That is a mistake. That would be amazing. That would be that would hilarious, be and they should do it. Carrier. I want to see that quarterback air one out in the San Diego Bay. This is Navy we're talking about. They don't really do Notre Dame does. They have Ian Book. Ian Book. They have Ian Book and not Brandon Wimbush. Hey, kick uh, them field goals right into the drink. Come on. Yeah. But uh, I couldn't find a line on this game. But. 21 and a half. Is this the only football game that's happening in Qualcomm Stadium this year? Jack Murphy Stadium? No, 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 no. Oh. You have SDSU. Oh, they can fill that thing? They don't fill it, but they play in it. Ah, so it's a USF situation. It's a USF Miami. And Pitt, you know, pick your poison here. There are a lot of teams that play in NFL stadiums. I just want to hate on USF some more. Can you let me do that? That'd be great. The Bucks almost. Wait, did the Bucks beat the Browns? They did beat the Browns in overtime. The, the Bucks Poor had to go Browns. to overtime to beat the Browns. So there's that. You can take that one to the bank. Pitt's magic ain't worth nothing. Pitt's magic square. Who is a? Uh, do you know who Notre Dame is playing next week by chance? Maybe. No, no, no. After that, the week oh, after that. Northwestern. Cool. I was going to say this is a they letdown. They play Northwestern in Soldier Field, don't they? Yeah. Or is that Again, Ryan? again, is it, not a Is that a Ryan true... Field or is that Soldier Field? I think it's at Ryan Field. I'm not sure, though. Because it was, I, th- I know it was advertised as a Northwestern season tr- ticket to Northwestern. It's at Ryan Field. Wow, a true road a game. true road game. You know that's going to be more full Once of Notre Dame fans Florida. than Northwestern. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. but he, Every he's... random Catholic kid I know goes to Notre Dame. Here's why I bring this up. I thought this there was going to be a better team on the schedule than Notre uh, than Northwestern for Notre Dame next week. But Northwestern could, barely beat Rutgers this week. Yikes. Um, but I was I still 
I still maintain that number that na- this Navy game is a letdown look ahead sandwich. I think I'm going to take Navy in this game. Now, maybe not outright. Straight up. Not straight up, but okay. I I think I'm going to take Navy to what is it covered? Covered 20, 21 and a half. 21 and a half? Yeah. Jake is googling something. I have a surprise pick. You're throwing another game. That's in two weeks. Wait, this is in two weeks? No, yeah, it's that's next the week. 27th. It's- it's the 21st, Doc Shake. Get oh. out of here. Jake's obsessed with the conference that can't seem to make the college football playoff no matter what it does. Gosh darn it. I thought the we, Badgers uh, were so playing d- the Wildcats at Wrigley this year. It's not do we this wanna, year. D- no, no, that, no, 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 no. It's, it's, in, it's in 2020 because the Can we talk? Okay. okay. I was going to call the Wrigley Field game. I want to go to that game so bad. Sorry. Let him circle jerk over Wrigley Field a little bit by himself. Anyway, can we talk? While we're on the Big Ten, can we talk about can we talk about Ohio State Purdue for a second? Yep. I know we're a Georgia Tech sports podcast, but can we just can we just appreciate uh, Purdue unseating Ohio State from probably a guaranteed playoff spot? They turned them tree nuts into a split rail fence, buddy. Spoil to any four star recruits, high three star recruits out there, Rondale Moore is the exact reason you don't take the last scholarship and go commit to play for an Alabama, a Clemson. Georgia, where you will not see the field, you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get better, you're not gonna get experience, you're gonna have to end up transferring. Go somewhere where you can play. Go somewhere where you can get better. Go somewhere where you like the coaches. That's what Rondell Moore did, and he looks like one of the best wide receivers in at least the Big Ten, if not the country. You know, I I, I thought before this game that Jeff Brom was probably gonna take the Louisville job after Louisville buys up Petrino, but uh, I don't know. I I think he I think that one kind of saved his bacon. Can, yeah. Can Jeff Brom ever leave Purdue now? Yeah, he can, but it'll hurt. After that win. Yeah, <laughs> they they'll keep him for a bit. I know this has been a rocky season at West, in West Lafayette. That's a, yeah, that's a night they're never gonna forget. West yeah. Lafayette, though. That that is, I don't want to say the end all be all. You don't get a lot of night games in Ross Stadium. You don't get a lot of night games when you're not playing well. Period. There was 57,000 people there. Every one of them is going to remember that game, and they're going to tell their grandchildren about it. For it's, an Ohio State Big Ten road game, there, were, there was not very much red there. Yeah, was, there was, was no red. It was there were blackout, like and they blacked that place out. And it is easy to buy tickets into an away game if you are an away fan committed to go. And Ohio State fans travel well. So it's oh, not they And they, they, you could not see Ohio State fans. Maybe the band was there, but there were very, very few Ohio State fans. The same creep who they find every week on the front row called the Big Note was there. But that's a, that's a tangent. It's my favorite. It's Marlins, man. But... Ohio State. My favorite, um, I guess, video clip of that guy is on SVP Sports guy. Center, where he just kind of turns around in surprise and just looks dejected. It's I you you have to look it up or you have to watch the intro to own the oh no segment on SVP at night or yeah. Sports Center at night. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. I have an emergency pick. Okay, so Cade with the emergency pick. <clears throat> Called the Bowl of Deplorables. Does anybody know? Oh God! <laughs> I don't know, and I'm kind of scared to ask. Yeah. Baylor at number thirteen, West Virginia. Oh the God! Former employer of Art Bryles versus the current employer of Dana Holgerson. <laughs> um, nowhere, Texas at nowhere, West Virginia. The game is so hot it should be played in a flaming dumpster. Um, the line is West Virginia by thirteen and a half. I think Baylor's bad, so I think they'll win by more than 13 and a half. Um, 
Uh, I told Will you Kate was here. Another, another deplorable. Um, PEDs, I think. Is that why he left yes. Florida? It PEDs. Was, he got suspended for... I thought he was smoking weed, but anyway. Everyone's hate. Stay off the weed. Stay off the weed. Let's see. What else has Baylor done this bad that can make this more deplorable? See, this is a good opportunity to do more alumni power rankings like we did earlier on. No, no, no. no. Alumni power rankings, yes. Speaking of, we're in the Ivan Allen College of Liberal Arts. He's an alumni, right? He's an honorary member of Annex. That I know. So he's either an alumni or he's just chill. I think we're just kind of spitballing at this point. So, uh, and, and we've been in here for like two hours, even though this is a 45-minute podcast episode. Uh, so, Jake, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me uh, at Mason all night tomorrow night. Yikes. Um, Ethan, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Kruger. Yeah, we we have some hot yeah. takes. They yeah, can uh, they can find me on Twitters at uh, at Ken O Bean. Um, I guess I could drop my Reddit name, but that wouldn't do you much good because I never use it. Um, or you can uh, find me tomorrow or whenever I have Yellow Jacket Roundup written because it's not done. As is tradition, because Jake is bad at being punctual. Like certain other people we know. Anyway, uh, that does it for another episode of Scions of the Southland. So we will see you on the flats uh, after another indeterminate period of time. Peace out. Oh,